Kim. Let's go back to the spring of 2016. You're home in your house in Solrød in Denmark. You're having dinner with your wife and your two children, then aged 11 and 14. But something is not quite right. What is it that you notice? We notice that uh, Lone is uh, repeating the same stories several times during dinner. And um, each time we are puzzled and, and, and looking at her and, and not understanding that she doesn't understand that she actually just explained this uh, story uh, just a few minutes ago. This turned out to be the beginning of an Alzheimer's patient's journey. A journey taking then 48-year-old Luna from vibrant, outgoing, career-oriented mother of two, from slight symptoms of memory loss, through diagnosis, and into the life as an Alzheimer's patient. I'm Mette Valsler-Vestergaard, and welcome to this first podcast of three on the Alzheimer's patient's journey. Today we'll take you from the first symptoms of memory loss noticed only by family and to the tipping point where it becomes clear that a medical consult is necessary. Welcome, Kim Sunesen. Thank you very much. It was your wife, Luna, that suddenly repeated herself at supper five years ago. And welcome, Peter Johansson, international medical vice president at Novo Nordisk, medical expert on cognitive neurology and neurodegenerative disorders. Thank you very much. Peter Johansson, how far are we from curing Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, that is a good question, but I think hope is increasing. And as we have seen, although controversial, then this year in the US, the FDA did approve the first disease-modifying treatment. And I'm quite sure that it, within the next maybe years to decade, uh, we hopefully will have many more compounds uh, out there that can help the patients. Welcome, Ida Marie Lind Glavin, anthropologist, soon to be PhD, uh, working on the thesis titled Loss and Belonging Life with Alzheimer's Disease. Ida, as an anthropologist, you could travel to faraway sites to do field research on foreign cultures. How does uh, one apply field studies to Alzheimer's disease? Well, anthropology is a study of social and cultural values and uh, practices. And I found it really interesting, and that was like my initial uh, motivation for doing my PhD, the, that there are some very strong cultural narratives about dementia in the Western countries that uh, affects how people living with dementia think of their illness and the life that they have to live. Kim Sunison, you and Lona were married, living happily in Solre when you noticed the too many repetitions at supper and you saw the changes begin. At the beginning, this was five years ago, as mentioned, was Lona at all aware that she was repeating herself? No, not really. We were at at the time in a fairly stressful period. Uh, There was a lot of work. Uh, There was a lot of things going on. Uh, I was traveling a lot. We had the, the whole confirmation of our oldest daughter at that time. So there was a lot of uh, things going on. Uh, so um, we thought, ah, it's it's a stress thing. A typical uh, symptom of stress is also that you, you start forgetting things. Was there other things that she would forget than having just uh, told the same story? I mean, would she forget to bring stuff or where she was going? Or... She was forgetting appointments. She was uh, forgetting uh, the things we agreed, who was going to pick up from football or who was doing the grocery for the dinner or whatever. If it was not in, in uh, written form, uh, SMS or, or uh, Outlook calendar appointments, she would forget. Did your children notice this? 
of course they noticed that the especially the the stories uh, over dinner was was uh, repeated definitely but uh, nobody addressed it and did you talk to her about it did you did you get annoyed and say yeah why did you forget this or I was also feeling guilty that because I was traveling, I was busy doing all kind of things. So of course, uh, her having stress was partly my 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 fault as well. So I was patient about this. Uh, this was partly my fault. So of course, I couldn't be angry with her. But how were you? Were you worried? I mean, even if it it would have been stress, it would have been quite severe if she was forgetting things. Were were you worried uh, to the point where you considered going to the doctor, or did you just take you know think about taking the stress off her no we had the we had a, the the summer vacation coming up so uh, yes we just have to get to this point everything will be better after vacation uh, then then things will uh, go back to normal because uh, then we would be unstressed right right so we would take that stress off the shoulders and yeah. everything would go back to normal peter johansen is this typical that it is friends and family firstly uh, family of course that notice the change rather than the patient herself yes i'd i'd say this is a very very typical story it's a very typical way of this disease to emerge uh, and also this that that everyone also in the family even though you're close and you think there's something wrong and especially at this age at an age of 48 you this is simply not a disease that's uh, that's on your radar you don't think about it and i also think it's fair to say that if you go to your primary care physician then it's also likely that for he or she as a physician will neither think of this disease uh, so that's of course a part of the problem because it's highly unlikely really to get alzheimer's disease at the age of, of, of 48 yes Definitely. When is it more likely? When when do you typically notice changes like this? Well, the majority of patients are above 70, but there are also these rare cases down in the 40s and more even the familial cases where you are even down in your 30s. Does it ever happen that the patients notice themselves that something has changed? There's actually quite uh, huge differences in how much insight uh, you have. Uh, a part of uh, the disease is actually that the brain can be lesioned in a way that that is very difficult to have the insight to actually know that there are problems. But on the other hand, there are also certain subtypes of Alzheimer's disease where they have full insight. And that's, uh, I'd say, even maybe more painful because you get reminded all the time, especially if your memory is not that lesioned and you more have problems with finding your way around. There is a subtype of this type in Alzheimer's disease. And then you can really see you, I get lost and you clearly remember it because your memory is not lesioned. And that is very, very painful. They are often very distressed about the symptoms themselves. I want to play a short clip for you from the movie The Alzheimer Journey, which is a series of seven films uh, on Alzheimer's disease produced by Novo Nordisk. Ah, it's Lucy. Oh, ask her oh, about summer. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Luz. What? What's it? Uh, yeah, hold on. Linda, did you forget to pick up Mia from daycare today? No, it's Thursday. What? Will you tell her? She's always stressed and, you know. Do you want to speak to her? No, you tell her. Uh, yeah, Lucy, can I call you back? Yeah, all right, darling. Yeah, and you. Yeah, bye. So what we see here is a bit beyond just repeating the same story at the dinner table. And I noticed two things. Firstly, that Linda's memory loss, the woman in the family, actually 
causes a problem a little bit more severe than the conversation problem because she forgets to pick up her granddaughter as she had promised. Kim, what were the first signs that were more severe than repetitions of conversation that, that something was wrong with uh, Lona? You you did mention before the, the appointments were kind of not upheld. From the beginning, that, that going to a place, especially downtown Copenhagen in the small streets, she was not comfortable going these places, even though the GPS, we keyed everything into that one. But the really severe things where I said, okay, this, this is bad. No, we didn't really experience that. How about this other thing that the movie uh, exposes, which is she's trying to explain, oh, but it's so stressed. Oh, nothing's wrong. She's trying to kind of... Cover up. Cover up a little <laughs> yes, bit. And, or and neglect- yeah. Did you experience that? Yes, but it was rather obvious for us trying... Could you just take care of this because I don't have the time or, or I'm not close to the computer because also navigating on internet, for instance, got more complicated for her. Uh, doing uh, bank transfers was also getting more. So I'm not really able to do it right now. Could you do it for me? Things like this. Uh, uh, this we experienced, uh, surely, and, and still do. Oh, she still does this. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but she did develop strategies so that Definitely. she wouldn't be put on the spot for, for not Definitely, actually yes. knowing what was going on. Is this typical, Peter Johansson, that the patient doesn't really acknowledge the problem or try to work a way around it and explain it with something else? Yeah, I think that's maybe a human thing to do that. Uh, we do like to have explanations for why the, uh, things um, are not as they maybe used to be. And even now in the little video clip, uh, this the spouse, the husband, he's really, he is concerned. But on the other hand, it's it, it can also happen from everyone that you actually forget an appointment. We were invited for dinner and then we forgot the dinner appointment maybe because we forgot to put it into the calendar and if you've got a lot of things going on. So it's it's not unlikely that it could happen even though you do not have Alzheimer's disease. So is this subtle decline, this that things doesn't change just overnight makes it so much more difficult to pick it up. And this loving husband, he helps her excuse it, or he's he's worried, but he doesn't want to put her on the stand, it seems. Is that typical, too, at the beginning? Yes, I think so. And also, that's, uh, you, you you can feel why that is so, uh, that if, if you've been together for many years, then, of course, you also couple for each other. That's the normal thing to do when, when you're a couple. Ida, as an anthropologist, you're obviously not necessarily involved in this part of the process since you're not called upon until a diagnosis is actually there. Yet this urge to explain and maybe avoid addressing the problem, is this something that you have met in in your observations? Yes. So I follow people with Alzheimer's disease. So of course, it's, as you say, after they've received the diagnosis. But upon like telling me about the story of how did it begin, how did you notice the symptoms, what led you to get this diagnosis, they all tell that even though like the caregivers, uh, the family members uh, said something was wrong, they, they, they might also s- notice themselves that, uh, that there was something strange. Not all, but some. And I guess that is one of the difficulties, that it's, it, it varies greatly from person to person. And that they didn't want to to admit it because, yes, it's painful and embarrassing. And it could also be a lot of other things, especially in the case with like younger uh, people with dementia. It could be stress. Kim, the next stop 
I want to call it on your uh, journey, your family's journey um, was actually a journey. It was a vacation uh, to Italy, the vacation that you had been looking forward to. That was to relieve the stress that um, had been on Luna's shoulders, or at least you thought so. Um, who was it that you traveled with? We were traveling with um, two two other families uh, that was uh, childhood uh, friends of of Luna, so really persons that that know her quite well. Know her quite well, but you you don't see each other every day, so they nope. hadn't seen her for a while, and n- now here you are on a vacation. Exactly. Actually, just before we went on vacation, we we went to the doctor and and said something is wrong, and and Luna was complaining about um, she called it that one side of her her brain was like an old sponge uh, and it was the only way she could uh, explain it so we went there and and coming back from that vacation one of the the the, the husbands were calling and, and he's a very good friend of mine and and he said what's going on she is not the one that she used to be uh, and then the I said yes I noticed, and we are addressing the problem. So this is the first time that you're actually openly talking about the problem. Yes, he's a good guy, this guy, and then he will always address the elephant in the room, and then that's nice friends to have. How did that feel? It felt okay uh, because uh, I'm very open with this guy, so uh, it was not a problem uh, for us. And then uh, I think everybody in the end, even though you try to cover up for this elephant in the room, in the end when it's Spoken out loud, it's a relief, huh? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Peter, this um, this that the surroundings start to react and notice that something is wrong. Is this a good thing or a bad thing, really? I would think it is a good thing, but of course, the people are different. Uh, I think men. Uh, now getting to a point now this is a special uh, thing it will more often be the spouse I think that's more at a, some point says that now we have to do something about it but of course it can also be someone around and that could be the children right it could be uh, if you have grown up children then uh, the son or the daughter would would tell their parents now mom or dad we need to get you to the doctor to see what this might be about so I, I think there can be many different constellations on how it's actually uh, brought out in the open and how the elephant is addressed uh, Kim Back to the uh, vacation in in Italy and your friend who said, what's going on? Would you say this was um, a tipping point for you in realizing that you had to to do something, you had to consult a doctor? You could say that it's a tipping point that we speak openly about it, but I don't think we had any tipping points actually until the day we're sitting that the doctor is saying, "This this is Alzheimer's. This was a tipping point. I think the other thing was a slow process escalating. What impact did this have on your relationship? From the very beginning, the relationship was not perfect. Looking back after, I can see surely that her world was getting smaller from being very social, from being uh, the house that is always holding the biggest parties. Uh, everybody was invited all the time. And and this was what she was doing. She was the one inviting for this. And, and I was doing all kind of other things. And and this was getting reduced, and she was getting reduced. Uh, so surely uh, this has a huge effect on on the relationship. Again, in a slow process. Uh, let's go back to the movie. Here, Linda, our main character, has picked up her granddaughter Mia, and she's picked her up from daycare. This time, she remembered, and they're in the street, and they're on their way home. Yeah. Well, we're at. Um I'm not quite sure where we are. 
Peter Johansson, what is it that we're, uh, what is going on here? She has problems finding her way around and gets confused. And she, she could have had what you would call a loss of the visuospatial ability, which is one effect uh, of, of Alzheimer's disease. What, what are the other uh, typical effects? Memory uh, is often the first symptom, but it can be others. And then you can kind of lose your way for your, your spatial abilities. And then it's also language. So those three are the three main uh, symptoms uh, for the first part of the disease. But dude, you don't necessarily feel all three. You can, sometimes it's just a memory loss and sometimes yeah. it's just, a, yeah. yeah. All right. That's very individual. Kim, did you experience this kind of disoriented behavior from Luna at this point? You say the the thing about navigating in the car, uh, going places she hadn't done before. So going the, the the usual route from work to home, not a problem. But finding a new store in downtown Copenhagen, or, or then she would make up excuses on somebody else should take her, or yes. And in this case, uh, in the movie, and and maybe also to to a certain extent in your story, the woman is taken to the doctor, and a process towards a diagnosis is initiated. We will continue on that part of the journey in uh, the next episode. But thank you, uh, Ida, Peter, and Kim for participating here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.